0: It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Qatar. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we will be updating Qatar's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, We have done a podcast on the groups, which took a close look at Qatar's team, as well as a player media cast, which went through each of the candidates for making the final squad, and that ended with a prediction of the starters. Uh, this media cast is an addendum to that. In other words, we won't be repeating all of that information, but we'll simply be adding on to it, maybe summarizing it a little bit. Uh, it's not necessary to listen to the full version, but uh, the conclusions we draw here are both based on that information and uh, explained in more detail in that full length podcast. So we do recommend the full player uh, media cast. Um, but if we have time, we are hoping to release a player version. Uh, giving a bio um, of the just the 26 players on the final squad, uh, so that would be kind of an edited version of the of the um, full-length podcast uh, focusing on the 26 players who actually made the squad. And the final squad has been released. Uh, for most teams, a preliminary squad uh, was released too. Uh, for the for Qatar, there was a training camp. Uh, which had 30 players, so we took that to be their preliminary squad. And today we'll find out uh, how accurate we were in our predictions in the in the main player podcast or media cast. So we're going to uh, list the names of the candidates here. The candidates we considered uh, definite, likely, and possible, we'll go over and then announce who made the preliminary squad and then the final squad. Uh, as we guessed, most uh, squads had a few surprises, uh, some players who didn't make it and uh, some new or unexpected players who did. Truth be told, uh, Qatar not so much as some other teams. Um, but if we hadn't gone over the player in the uh, in the main podcast or in the main uh, media cast, we will go over the bias of those players to uh, help you to get to know them. And uh, we're going to summarise Uh, the players at the end and uh, tell who we think are going to be the starters. So um, we'll also discuss whether the selections and the games uh, played since June 2022 have changed our thoughts on our predicted starters and the team's progress in general. All right. I think my uh, shirt uh, situation is getting ever more pathetic. Uh, I I actually like this as a representation of Qatar, uh, but the problem is it's not a shirt. It's a sweater, the kind of sweater I I wear when I'm teaching, and I do have a little flash of white because I think there is a flash of white in uh, Qatar's tournament, so uh, Qatar's uh, outfit. Uh, but I gotta say it's on the whole uh, a fairly pathetic rendition, um, uh, really just getting the colors as closely as I could. So um I gotta work on my international shirt tournament, not even wearing a sports shirt here. That's ridiculous. Anyway, let's move on uh, with the podcast or with the uh, media cast. I gotta change that because uh, uh, it's a YouTube version too. Um, so I should say media cast. Uh, Let's look at formations. Uh, We won't go into great detail. We did go into more detail um, uh, during the uh, main player podcast. uh, And I'll just put up a graphic here. It's uh, stunning how many games Qatar has played and that has continued. Uh, So mostly in the main player podcast, we looked at their participation in the uh, CONCACAF Gold Cup, in the Arab Cup, and in uh, friendlies up to June 2022. And as you can see on this, uh, if you're looking at the YouTube version, there are 12 games that they have played since uh, uh, after June 2022. Uh, so that is quite something. And um, usually we don't do a, a graphic for those games, but just to kind of give you a taste of, of what we're looking at, I'm gonna actually put the games up here. So. I'll quickly talk about the teams that they've played. So um, they're all friendly, some of them are non-official friendlies. One was with Lazio, the club team in Italy. Then they played Morocco A and Ghana A. And I think the A means that they weren't the the main players of those countries. But uh, um, I looked at the rosters, there were a couple of main players that tended to be the ones who played in Africa. Uh, those games, by the way, were played in Austria, as was a friendly with Jamaica. They played the Croatia under-23 team, and um, uh, they played Canada, Chile, Guatemala, Honduras, Panama, and Albania. Most of those games were in Europe, either in Austria or in Spain. Uh, how did they do? Well, not that great. Um uh, you know, the only World Cup team they played was Canada and they were really overrun uh, in a 0-2 loss there. We're, we're happy about that in Canada, but it doesn't bode that well uh, for Qatar. Um, otherwise, you know, they did do well towards the end, beating the uh, Guatemala, Honduras uh, and Panama, as well as Albania. Um, so a good finish uh, to the run. However, with uh, Lazio and Jamaica and uh, Chile, it was a draw and with uh, Croatia under 23, and with Canada, it was a loss. So, um, you know, um, doesn't bode that well. Anyway, this section is more about uh, formations. So, um, um, their preferred formations are uh, either a 5-3-2 or a three-five-two, which are very similar, it just means the, um, in the five three two the 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 wingers move back so it's just the wingers moving up and down so uh, generally with um qatar we have a three-man defense uh, a three-man central defense and uh usually a two-man forward line okay that is a bit of a summary of their formations and uh, some of them we couldn't even find the formations for Uh, i used a couple of sources and for the last game against albania Uh, I got two different pieces of information from two different sources. So um, anyway, one of them was a 5-3-2, which is uh, a formation they use quite regularly. Okay, on we go uh, with our main piece of business, talking about the squad. So um, we're basically going to introduce the candidates here, and then we'll say which ones made the preliminary and final squad. And we'll talk... uh, Uh, We'll finish each uh, position with a bit of a summary of the position uh, about how it went uh, in the period from 2021, basically the beginning of 2021 up until June 2022, and then uh, a comment on how it looked in the friendlies uh the friendly since june 2022 to see if there were really any significant changes so uh the manager is uh Felix Sanchez so uh, he has been the manager of Qatar since 2017 but actually has been with uh, involved with Qatar uh through a connection with Barcelona uh he's been involved with the Aspire Academy uh in Qatar kind of a famous academy there since uh, 2008 so He's been developing uh, this team all the time, preparing for it arguably for uh, 14 years. So uh, Felix Sanchez, I don't think they'll get rid of him at this point. Um, and, uh, okay, and then we'll uh, talk at the end about starters. Of course, we can view him as the starting manager. Uh, I don't think I'm giving away too much there. Okay, but goalkeepers, the candidates we had were definite candidate uh, Saad al sheeb and uh, Michelle Barsham. A likely candidate was uh, Yusuf Hassan or Yusuf Hassan Ali. Uh, Possible but unlikely was Saleh uh, Zachariah. And uh, we had a couple of players who seemed to be off the squad. But actually, unless they made the squad, we're actually going to... we're actually gonna delete the names from from this list. So, um, the definite candidates are Asad al-Sheib and um, Meshal Barsham um, both made the preliminary squad, Yusuf Hassan also the preliminary squad and possible candidate, uh, one moment, Sorry, I had a tickle in my throat there. Uh, po- uh, possible but unlikely candidate, uh, Salah Zakaria. I said possible, but it was actually possible but unlikely. Did make the preliminary squad. Uh, and then when we look at the final squad, Saad al sheep Mesheel Borsum, the definite candidates, made the squad. Yusuf Hassan did make the squad. Salah Zakaria did not uh, uh, make the cut. Okay, so let's go back and look at the goalkeeper position. Actually, it was almost always Saad Al-Sheib in the games played um, uh, from 2021, actually all the way back to the Asian Cup in 2019. But uh, Michel Barsham did play in the 2021 Gold Cup, so getting a little uh, practice there. Uh, In the recent friendlies, there was a lot of rotation among the keepers. Um, And so we'll talk about at the end, whether that seems to threaten the uh, starting position that we had nominated Saad al Sheeb for. Um, uh, All right, let's move on to defenders. We're moving pretty swiftly in this uh, media cast. And uh, for defenders, we have uh, Basam Hisham, Or Bassam al-Rawi, he seems to go by both names. I'll call him Bassam Hisham al-Rawi just to uh, kind of cover the bases there. He is our first definite candidate. Keep in mind that it's a three-man central defense for uh, uh, Qatar. Um, Also a definite candidate, uh, Bualam Kuki, Um, a definite candidate. And finally, Tarek Salman, Uh, the third definite candidate. And then we drop all the way down to uh, possible but unlikely candidates and uh, normally I won't mention these, but uh, you'll see why I'm going to mention Jasim Gaber soon. Otherwise, we'll delete the candidates that we talked about in the main podcast. Okay, so Central Defenders, just uh, four candidates there, but um, they do have backup uh, from the wing, uh, from the uh, right and left back. We'll see that shortly. And in terms of who made the squad, well, we'll skip the preliminary squad actually, because all four players I'm talking about here made the final squad. So, uh, Basam Hisham Al Rawi uh, on the squad, Bualam Kuki. And Tarek Salman, no surprise that they made the squad. However, a surprise that the portable but unlikely uh, Jassim Gabber uh, made the squad. We had him as possible but unlikely because he didn't start any of the uh, 15 games since the 2021 Gold Cup. And... Um, yeah sorry we used the gold cup as a, the reference point the starting point for qatar and uh he was on the bench only for two games uh, but he was with the under 21 uh, team for a few games so perhaps performed well there uh to earn his spot here so i don't know if we detailed him i'll just tell you quickly he has no caps for qatar he's 20 years old and uh, plays for Al Arabi in Qatar. In fact, he was a a consideration for the Gold Cup in 2021. Um, He was selected for the 60-man preliminary squad, but didn't make the final cut. So he has been around for a little while. Nevertheless, a surprise that he made uh, this team. So let's talk about the position in general. And uh, as we said, almost always three at the back in their formation, and usually these same three players. So um, um, Batam Hisham Al Rawi, uh, Bualam Kuki, and uh, Salman Tarek, uh, Tarek Salman, sorry, uh, pretty consistently there. Uh, and as I mentioned, the uh, left back, that's uh, Abdel Karim Hassan, and the right back, uh, Pedro Miguel, uh, kind of nicknamed Roro, uh, sometimes come back into that three man defense. So they're kind of the backup for that position. In fact, Pedro did it uh, increasingly uh, during the uh, friendlies uh, after June 2022. And um, we also saw. Uh, The roving central midfielder, Mohamed Wad, also coming in as a replacement sometimes. He usually showed up uh, when he was there on the left side of that three-man defence. So, um, uh, right, let's move on to the left backs. And um, we've mentioned uh, Abdel Karim Hassan. Um, sometimes uh, you may hear the name Fadlala associated with him, Abdel Karim Hassan Fadlala. And uh, he uh, is a definite candidate for us, as is Homam Ahmed, uh, a definite candidate. And in fact, those were the only candidates uh, uh, in this position, and both of them made the final squad. So, uh, Abdel Karim Hassan Fadlala and Homam Ahmed, uh, you will hear. Um, their names um, during the Cup. So uh, in terms of the uh, position itself, Abdel Karim Hassan uh, quite often replaces in central defence, as we said, and when he does, uh, that would leave Homam Ahmad to play the right back, or uh, that would be the five man at the back formation, or more often the right wing uh, so just kind of moving up from right back to right wing when that's the case. Uh, otherwise, Abdel Karim Hassan uh, is usually the starter, and um, uh, as we said, uh, sometimes on the field together. So that continued into recent friendlies. However, um, the right back who we're going to meet shortly, Kadir, uh, um, Moab Kadir's, uh, during the friendlies came across to play in the uh, right-wing position a couple of times, right-back or right-wing uh, position. So uh, yeah, they kind of uh, switch around uh, backing up each other in various positions. Let's move over to the right-back position. And we have definite candidate Pedro Miguel, uh, sometimes called Roro, and uh, I think there's another name associated with him too, uh, Correra. Uh, I haven't heard that used that much, but it's actually his full name is Pedro Miguel Carrera. But some sources just have Roro. Um, okay, he's the definite candidate. Likely candidates, we have moved uh, Ismail Mohamed. I think we did that during the main player podcast. He's coded as a left winger, uh, but he fits into this discussion better. Um, kind of one of the candidates as right or, or right back, right winger. Uh, even though he's coded mainly as a left winger. Ismail Mohammed, a likely candidate, and also Mossab Kadir, who uh, we just talked about as sometimes moving over to the left. Mossab Kadir, also a likely candidate. And we will drop the ones below that off the squad because they didn't make it. And uh, we will talk about who made the squad here. So uh, in, in this case, all three of them, uh, made the squad so we don't need to talk about the preliminary squad uh, here and uh, we'll summarize the position. So actually Pedro Miguel was quite firmly entrenched in this position uh, in the period that we examined in the main podcast so that would be from the 2021 Gold Cup up until June 2022 and even then he sometimes went back into uh, central defense which did give Kadir uh, and Ismail Mohammed a few opportunities uh, on the on the right wing or as right back. Uh, since then, Ismail Mohammed has come into it more uh, over the recent friendlies. We kind of considered Kadir uh, the backup, I think, and uh, Ismail Mohammed seems to have taken over that backup position, and in fact, maybe even challenging Pedro Miguel. For the starting position, personally, I doubt it, but uh, uh, he is getting enough starts to make that claim. So uh, again, it's possible that both can be on the field, just like on the left side, with uh, Pedro Miguel playing as the right central defender and uh, Ismail Mohamed, or possibly Mo Sab Kadir uh, uh, getting uh, uh, playing on the on the right. Uh, sorry, on the yeah as right back or right winger. So there we go, and then we'll come back at the end to talk a little bit more about who we think is going to be the starter. Meanwhile, we move on to the uh, defensive uh, and central midfield. We typically do these together because the positions overlap. And uh, for defensive midfielders, we have Kareem Boudiaf as a definite candidate, and then we have Salam al or uh, as a possible candidate. And we'll drop off the uh, players below that. Uh, In the central midfield, we have uh, Asim Madibo as a definite candidate. And uh, Mohamed Wad as a definite candidate also. Uh, Furthermore, we have Ali Asadala, uh, sometimes called Ali Asadala Kambar, as a a likely candidate. I, I should point out that he's a bit more of an attacking player, I think. And um, we'll drop off the uh, players below that because none of them ma- made it. But we do have a new player um, here. So I will introduce him. And since we didn't cover him during the full podcast, uh, full, full media cast, we'll introduce him here. And that is Mustafa Terak Um uh, Mustafa Terak Machal Um And he got his first cap in August, 2022. So during that uh, flurry of friendlies that they played, he didn't start any of their remaining five games up until uh, this point. I'm doing this uh, podcast on November 12th here in Canada. Uh, So uh, didn't start any of the remaining five games, but he did sub in for one and was on uh, on the bench for two. However, not selected for the last two matches and uh, nevertheless made the squad as a, uh, as a um, part of the 26. So he has one cap since 2022 and is just 21 years old. And he plays for Al Saad in Qatar as so many of these players do. So um, he is sometimes called Mustafa Tarek and sometimes called Mustafa Mashal uh, on my sources. We'll have to see what the announcers say if indeed he gets onto the pitch. All right. Well, let's summarise the position of both uh, central uh, defensive and central midfielders together by saying that um, uh, first of all, it could be one uh, uh, central midfielder or three, depending on the formation. But rarely is it two, uh, two central midfielders. As most teams have either one or three for Qatar, and uh, has been kareem Budayaf has been the mainstay here, uh, however, he started a little less recently in the friendlies, uh, which gave the others a bit more opportunity and um wad uh, Wad has been seeing increasing time Mohammed wad. Uh, uh, but he also plays, uh, he's versatile, as I mentioned before, also plays as a central defender and an attacking midfielder. So he is getting more starts, though not necessarily in the central midfield. And I should point out, actually, oh, I forgot to highlight the players here, Uh, so I'll mention what I'm going to say as I'm doing this. So Karim Boudiaf uh, on the squad. Salam al Hadri actually was not on the preliminary squad. That's the training camp. So uh, whatever happened there, he wasn't on the list, but he did make the final squad. And the same is true of Asim Madibo. So I was shocked actually when uh, I didn't see Madibo's name on the preliminary squad, but uh, there he was on the final squad. Um, kind of as expected. And and Qatar did things pretty much as expected. Not a lot of surprises with Qatar, who have been really developing this team for years and years. So Mohammed Wad uh, also making the squad and Ali Asadallah or Ali Asadallah Kambar. All right, moving on to uh, left midfield. We have a definite candidate in Abdulaziz Hatem, or he may be called Abdulaziz Abdullah. Uh, So I'm gonna call him Abdulaziz Hatem Abdullah. I see various versions of his name. And he's the only one in this left midfield uh, position and he did make the squad. Um, In terms of the position, um, well, it's more the player than the position. Uh, They have sometimes, well, uh they, they do use kind of uh, left midfielders as opposed to left wingers. Uh, but usually that's filled by one of the central midfielders. So uh, Abdulaziz Hatem is kind of all over uh, the midfield, not necessarily on the left. Um, in fact, in recent friendlies, he's often been playing more centrally. Uh, nevertheless, a staple in the midfield. And uh, on the right, we don't have any candidates actually. Uh, the position again was played by a variety of players, um, uh, often more attacking players. So uh, we sometimes see uh, the captain, Hassan Al uh filling the position. But in fact, he's doing that less than he used to. And um, uh, barely actually showed up in the uh, in the friendlies since June 2022. Uh, kind of always on the squad on the bench, but I, I I think he only got on the field for a couple of those games. Uh, meanwhile, central midfielder Asadala seems to have been taking on a bigger role in recent friendlies. But um, uh, he uh, kind of like uh, Abdulaziz Hatem, uh, kind of switching positions. It's it's tough to nail them down. So the the left and right midfielder role, um, uh, a bit artificial here because they don't stick to those positions. Uh, okay, left midfield, oh sorry, left wingers. Uh, the only candidate we had here was Ismail Mohamed, but we talked about him as a right back, not a left back, but a right back uh, because he fit into that discussion uh, here. Um, Uh, However, we do have more candidates as a right winger. So we have um, um, Naif al Hadrami uh, as a possible candidate and Khalid Munir or Khalid Munir Mazid as a possible candidate too. So they they don't have a lot of players kind of coded as wingers. Uh, although they do use wingers, we saw that the, uh, often it's the right and left backs moving up into that role. Uh, and both of these players, they're just possible candidates, but both of them did make the squad, uh, the final squad. So Na- uh, Naif Al-Hadrami and uh, Khalid Munir um, both making the final uh, squad there. Uh probably not as starters, but we'll get to that later. Let's move on to uh, the uh, forward uh, the forwards and we include attacking midfielders in the forward line. And as definite candidates, we have uh Hafan al Hados and uh, Abdullah al oh sorry, I shouldn't be highlighting them, I'm just introducing them. Uh Hafan al Hados and Abdullah al Araq. Uh, well, we talked about Hassan al as kind of a right midfielder. Um, did we have his name up there? No, we didn't. I just kind of mentioned him in passing. But uh, when he's on the field, he's often on the kind of the right side. But technically, he's an attacking midfielder. Um, uh, Hassan Al, I'm, I'm lost. Um, I'm still lost. Okay, sorry, I'm back. Um I'm gonna do secondary strikers at the same time, Uh, Akram Afif, uh, I, I kind of view him as a, a midfielder who kind of sets up goals, but actually, uh, when I examined it closely, I see he plays as a forward uh, quite a lot, but uh, technically, uh, uh, oh, he seems to be coded as a forward, but I'm gonna deal with him here, just because in my mind, he's more uh, of an attacking midfielder or secondary striker. So we'll deal with uh, with all of them together. And uh, Hassan Al-Haydos, despite uh, playing less, Um, We consider a definite candidate, and he did make the squad. And Akram Afif, uh, a definite candidate also, and he made the squad. Uh, However, um, uh, Abdullah Al-Araq, I have him miscoded. That's why I'm getting a bit confused. Uh, We actually had him as a possible candidate. I have him as a definite here. But... Um, uh, Abdullah Al-Araq, a possible candidate, uh, did not make the squad and that could be, uh, oh, that is an injury. Um, They don't have a lot of injuries, but he is out with a cruciate ligament injury since mid-August and not due back until May 2023. May! So that's a a pretty uh, substantial injury. Uh, must be a serious uh, ligament injury there. Uh, he is off the squad so uh, not really a surprise he was only a possible candidate but uh, might have made the squad but for that injury uh, Hassan al by the way is their captain maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll add that okay um, so the, they're big players for Qatar so no surprise that uh, uh, Al-Heados and Afif made the squad Finally, we look at forward. So we have definite candidate, al Ali, uh, sometimes called al Ali Abdullah, um, as a definite candidate, and a likely candidate, Mohammed Muntari, um, And uh, we have two possible candidates in Ahmed uh, Eldin, Ahmed Aldin, uh, sometimes Ahmed Eldin Abdel Motal. Uh, uh sometimes, yeah, you get various versions of the name. And um, the other possible candidate is Yusuf Abdurizak. um And let's see who made it. Uh, again, uh, if they are on the final squad, of course, they were on the preliminary squad too. And uh, most of these uh, seem to be uh, not preliminary squad, but you'll see soon we have a few who didn't make it. So Almoez Ali a definite candidate and uh, utterly shocking if he didn't make the team. Uh, he's their main goal scorer and Mohammed Muntari also made the team, the likely candidate. However, uh, neither of the um uh, neither of the other candidates made it. We saw that uh, Allah uh, um uh, oh, sorry, I'm getting a bit confused. Uh, no, neither of them made it, but Yusuf Abdurasak, uh did make the uh, preliminary squad uh, but didn't make the final cut. And um, sorry, uh, Ahmed Al-Aldin uh, did make the final squad. Uh, so three forwards there. Um, okay, and then uh, we're going to talk a little bit later about some of the players who made the... Uh, uh preliminary squad uh they were they were kind of added so we didn't actually talk about them in the uh in the main podcast uh four players who were kind of added uh, to that training camp but uh kind of came uh came and went because they were on the preliminary squad but not selected for the final squad so that's it we'll come back to this uh list for um I'm gonna actually copy it because I use it below. Uh, We come back to this list for uh, talking about the starters. Meanwhile, let's go over a couple of stats. So we did some stats in the main podcast, but that was kind of on all of the candidates that they've used uh, since the 2021 Gold Cup. Uh, Now this one is focused just on the 26 players who made the squad. So the average age is uh, 27 years old Uh, 27.0. So on the whole, I mean, uh, I I say this in every podcast, at the beginning beginning we thought 25 to 27 was the range and 27 was a bit on the older side. But we noticed when doing uh, all of the player podcasts that the average age of players in this cup is a bit older. So 27 is, uh, yeah, again, maybe slightly above average, but uh, we have a lot of teams coming in. Uh, at around uh, this average age so uh, nothing to um, nothing to balk at there Uh, in terms of um, uh, just to make it a bit more specific uh, they don't have any players who are 33 or older so all of these players just uh, 32 uh, or younger and one two three four five six players uh, in their early 30s so actually um uh that makes them seem a bit younger actually than a lot of teams Uh, i guess it's because they don't have a lot of very young players kind of balancing it out just two 21 year olds and one 20 year old uh apart from those three uh it's 23 years old or older so um looking good really in terms of age um in terms of caps we usually kind of um correlate age with caps But Qatar plays so many games, uh, as we saw, even in the friendly since June 2022, that the number of caps is outrageous, Uh, 56.6. And I think uh, for most teams, let me just check, the average uh, is about, um, sorry, I'm having a bit of trouble with my document here. Oh, my God. The average is uh, 30 around 30, so they are almost twice as many caps on average. So certainly not lacking game, uh, game experience. In fact, that could be a bit of a concern. The number of games they play is phenomenal. Uh, total goals is 192, which uh, is really not only a result of um, the number of games they play, but they are a scoring team. Uh, whether they can do that against European teams remains to be seen. Uh, the total goals per cap, which is is not worth getting into how we calculate this stat, uh, but it, it's more interesting in terms of comparison with other teams, 13.0. So actually that is a pretty much average. 13.1 is the average, but we have a lot of teams who are less than that. So for an Asian team, that is a good scoring Uh a good scoring record. So uh look for Qatar to be an attacking team. And I won't go into too much detail because we did in the podcast, but Almoez Ali has uh 30 uh sorry, 42 games, 42 goals in 85 games, so just under 50 percent. But that's a fabulous average to keep up over a long time, and the other main scorers uh Uh, Akram Afif is at about 30%, and Mohamed Muntari, who really is more of a substitute, at uh, 27%. So those are the players that uh, we look to get goals from, but uh, uh, they do get goals from all over the field. Okay, let's kind of summarize a few things here. So first we're gonna um, uh, summarize notable non-selections, and really there are none. Qatar has been working on this team uh, uh, for a long time and um, usually if you make the team you're kind of on it uh, you're kind of on on it for good so it really would be a, a surprise to see any of their starters um, drop from the team before the world cup that doesn't fit with uh, the way they've been building the team uh, we do have one surprise inclusion though um, and that is a uh, uh jason gabber uh sorry i'll take the highlight off in there jason Gaber, uh he actually didn't start any of the 15 games since the 2021 gold cup and he was only on the bench for two games so i think i said that earlier so uh, a bit of a surprise again kind of hard to break into the team but he managed to do it uh as did these players oh i have them all down here but i'm not supposed to so as did uh, these players that uh, we'll talk about uh, now the new players so we have um uh we have mustafa tarak uh, uh, as a new player he's a central midfielder 21 years old um And we kind of gave the bio on him above. Uh, We can consider Naif Al-Hadrami a new player because he hasn't played in a tournament for him. Both he and Khalid Munir are are right-wingers. Neither of them played in tournaments. Both of them were considerations for the 2021 Gold Cup but didn't make uh, the final cut. So uh, really have just uh, uh, come onto the team. And it's slightly surprising that they're selected as... uh, uh, as uh, For the final squad. We did have them as possible candidates, though. And then we have uh, four players who we won't go into detail with. They, they did make the final, uh, they did make the preliminary squad, but they were cut uh, from the preliminary squad. So we'll just mention them by name, but no point in going into uh, detail about them. Mohamed Imad or Mohammed Imad Ayash, sometimes Aisha. Uh, names are a bit tricky with uh, Qatar, and uh, the next one is Abdel Rahman Mohammed Fami, uh, o- Osama Al Tari. He actually was a bit of a surprise call up to the uh, training uh, training camp from where we get the uh, preliminary squad, and same with Ahmed Fadel or Ahmed Fadel Hataba. Uh, Both of them uh, kind of surprise inclusions uh, because they hadn't appeared for Qatar uh, before the, uh, the training camp. Although they did appear in the in the in the friendlies after June 2022, anyway, no point in going into detail on them because they made the preliminary squad, but not the final squad. Let's take a look at injuries, and I gotta say, uh, Qatar is kind of blessed, especially given the number of games they've played, that they're not re- they're not struggling with injury. So uh, we didn't mention any players in the in the uh, podcast that were struggling with injury. In the main podcast, there were no ca- there were no players who were struggling with injury, and um, so nothing to report on those recovered from injury. Uh, we don't have any injury doubts on the squad. Uh, there could be in the, in the uh, week that remains before, because I think they do play a couple of games, uh, and we only have one player dropped to uh, due to injury, which we talked about above, Abdullah Al Arak. Um, There and we could have put him in the injured, but was not a strong candidate because he was only at the possible level uh, for us. But um, uh, we think he might have been, uh, might have made the squad, but the injury uh, kind of ruled him out. He was a substitute
1: uh, in
0: the 2019 Copa America and in the 2021 Gold Cup, so kind of on the edge of making the squad. Okay, we're gonna uh, finish with the predicted starters. And oh, I think I'd better pause the podcast and populate the list here. Just give me, uh, well, give me about um, a nanosecond. Whoosh, the nanosecond has passed before you even realized I was gone. And there it is, the populated list. So uh, let's go through the positions. I'll read out the names just to uh, summarize and then say who we think is gonna be the starter. So for uh, goalkeepers, uh, sorry, uh, manager, Felix Sanchez or Felix Sanchez-Bass, and uh, we'll call him a starter. Um, For goalkeepers, we have uh, Saad Al-Sheib and Meshal Barsham and uh, Yusuf Hassan or Yusuf Hassan Ali. Those are the three keepers they're bringing to the cup. And, uh, oh, I'm losing control of my graphics here. And uh, we think, uh, even though they used a variety of midfielders, uh, oh, sorry, goalkeepers, uh, during the friendlies, uh, we think they were just giving practice to the backup keepers. And uh, we think Sad al Sheeb uh, is going to be the starter. That's what we said at the end of the June podcast, and we are sticking to it. Okay, central defenders. Uh, we have the... Uh, the uh, Rock Three at the back, Batham Hal, uh, Hisham Al-Rawi, uh, uh, Bualam Kuki and Tarek Salman. And uh, we also have uh, Jasim G- uh, Gaber, a possible but unlikely candidate who made the squad. Uh, we consider Basham Al-Rawi and Bualam Kuki and Tarek Salman all starters. Uh, and that's all I have to say about, uh, about that left backs uh, the candidates were um Abdel Hassan Fatlala uh, probably going to be called uh, uh Abdel Karim Hassan and Homam uh, Ahmed and uh, between those we've actually changed our opinion um, we did see Abdel Karim Hassan as the starter and Homam Ahmed as the backup but now uh, we're going to we're going to say uh, both of them um uh, uh, perhaps a rotating position, or perhaps uh, getting on the field in different positions. Abdel Karim Hassan uh, uh, is a backup for the uh, central defence, so may uh, get starts there. And uh, Homan Ahmed, so uh, definitely one or the other will be on the on the field, possibly both, but uh, uh, neither of them consistent enough to uh, uh, to really. Um, uh, call them a starter. So we've been a bit conservative there. Uh, on the right back, uh, it's almost getting to that point uh, where it's a rotation of starters. We have Pedro Miguel or uh, Roro, um, that's his nickname. And we have Ismail Mohamed and Mosab Kadir. So we did nominate Pedro Miguel Roro as a starter. And uh, we're going to stick with that. Although we did note that Ismail Mohamed is making inroads. So I'm going to uh, highlight him in yellow as a uh, sometimes starter. Again, uh, Roro might play the uh, backup in central defense, uh, in which case Ismail Mohamed will probably be used as the right back or right midfielder. Uh, moving on to defensive and central midfielders, we have candidate uh, Kareem uh, Budayaf and Salam Al-Hadri, and central midfielders, we have Asim Madibo, Mohammed Wad, Ali Asadallah, and then newcomer Most, uh, Mostafa Tarek or Mostafa Mashal. Uh, uh, I've seen both names used for him. And then um, uh, despite less starts in recent friendlies, we still see defensive midfielder Kareem budayev as the main player uh, in this position in central or defensive midfield. So we're going to nominate him as a starter. Uh, Madibo and Asadala do start some games and may get the odd start here, but we see them mostly as backup players. Wad, however, uh, is not a starter in the midfield, but seems to be uh, always on the on the field in other words they they seem to try to create uh, a space for him and sometimes that's in central defense and sometimes that's as an attacking midfielder so uh, we're going to be a bit bold and, and uh, nominate mohammed wad as a starter uh, here a bit tentatively i must say like i'm not dead sure but uh, it seems to be that 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 way Okay, uh, moving over to left midfield. Uh, We nominated uh, in the full length podcast Abdulaziz Hatam as a starter. And by gum, we're going to stick with that. We still see it that way. Uh, Right midfielders, the position was played by a variety of players and sometimes more attacking uh, uh, midfielders like Asadella. Al Al Haido's. we noted was filling the position less than he used to so though he used to be a starter we don't see him that way anymore but we don't see atadala starting enough to uh, nominate him as a starter so we're not going to name either of those players uh, as starters Um, and then uh, left and right wing uh, generally we see this position covered uh, by the right backs and left backs, so I think we did nominate Ismail Mohammed above as a sometimes starter. Uh, so we, we, uh, but technically he's he's listed as a left rear fielder, uh left winger. Sorry, I, I should say uh, Naif Al Hadrami and Khalid Mudir. Uh, the right wingers are definitely uh, backup players, so we don't expect them to start on uh, it's an injury or something. And uh, again, we spoke about uh, Hassan al Uh Honestly, I gotta say, um when I looked at the ages, I thought he would be like thirty-five or thirty-six because he seems to be taking on a spiritual role. I'm not—I'm not being comedic there, but more like a, a player that they bring along because his uh, character is a big influence. He's been on the team the longest. He's the captain of the team, but uh, he doesn't seem to have the legs to be a starter anymore. So uh, I'm not at all surprised that they bought him, but. Uh, that they brought him along, but uh, given how much he's played, uh, he's—it's almost as if he's an older player. But he's only 31 years old, um, so uh, kind of an interesting position. But to be honest, I don't expect him to uh, to be on the field other than as a substitute, maybe a couple of starts, you know, but uh, not really. And. Um, uh, uh, Abdul Al-Araq, uh, uh, I, we don't see as a starter either. However, Akram Afif, uh, a definite starter, one of the most important players there. So um, it would be shocking if he wasn't starting. And same is true with al Ali, the forward. Uh, he'll start uh, as much as he can. He'll, he'll start all the games, I'm sure. Uh, Mohamed Muntari has a pretty good scoring record and, and does play a lot of games, but that's usually as a substitute, kind of hard to get in uh, 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 ahead of Almoez Ali and ahead of Akram Afif, because usually when it's two forwards, it's Akram Afif as the other forward. So perhaps we'll see Muntari uh, get one start, but uh, I wouldn't nominate him as a starter. And then the possible candidates, uh, Ahmed Ala uh, Eldin and Yusuf uh, Abdu Risak, definitely uh, backup players there. Okay, that brings us to close to the end of the podcast, but um, we're kind of going to, uh, uh, rather than uh, reignite the, the discussions that we had in the team podcast about their prospects, we're going to uh, specifically stick to this question uh, Does the selection change our opinion? of their chances? Well, I think uh, Qatar, and we said in the podcast, has a better chance than than a lot of pundits will give them. Uh, if you watch them, they're great to watch. They're very speedy. Uh, they score goals uh, much more than other Asian teams do. And, uh, and uh, they're the host, uh, and uh, there's only one World Cup. uh uh, south africa in 2010 where the host hasn't passed the group stage i think that would be a tough slog to pass the group stage because honestly whenever they run up against a a good team like canada honestly is probably one of the weakest teams in the cup and they were overrun by by canada we saw that in the gold cup and in the copa america so uh, they certainly put tremendous uh, effort and time and money into developing their squad uh, but I think the best that they can hope for is a respectable performance. It would be great if they passed the group stage, but uh, an outside chance. But uh, basically, our opinion hasn't changed because nothing really on the squad has changed. They've been building this for years, and fortunately, they don't have any injuries interrupting. Uh, so, uh, so there we go. We, uh, uh, in summary, kind of said that uh, uh, their best. Uh, realistic hope is for a respectable performance at the group stage. And uh, it would really be a bit of gravy for them if they uh, passed the group stage. Not out of the question, but uh, but it would be a surprise. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, keep in mind, we may be editing together a list of the bios of the 26 final candidates. Uh, I got to say that depends on uh, our time here. Uh, those will be, uh, anyway, they'll be edited from the main player podcast and uh, not a new podcast kind of a, a outtakes from the podcast and if that comes out it'll probably come out in the first few days of the cup so i personally want to create that for myself because i would like to go over uh have a handy uh, thing to listen to to go over uh, as i drive to my brothers to watch the game you know i listen to it on 1.5 speed so uh, I can get through it. Uh, meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with the PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website, uh, soccerfiles.captivate.com. Oops, I keep forgetting to put up the graphic on the YouTube uh, feed here. There it is. And uh, check the show notes for links to our website and our previous podcast series. We're getting close to the cup, so I hope hope our podcast is part of your enjoyment of it. All the best, and see you next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.